Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsboo. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Happy Static Electricity Day, Diane. Who doesn't like the feeling of accidentally shocking your pet when you're just trying to snuggle them and then they look at you with a look of utmost betrayal? Or touching your car after getting out to fill up with gas and getting a big spark? Or wearing a cute dress to work and static makes it stick to the insides of your legs all day and you have to walk around everywhere in discomfort? How are you celebrating, Diane? <laughs> I have been walking around with a balloon all day and rubbing it on my head, on my hair, and then making it stand up and showing everyone and laughing. Like, I just invented the coolest thing and everyone loves it. It's it's a great, it's a great thing. <laughs> Diane invented static electricity, boys and girls. All right, so, um, well, you're probably wondering how I'll be celebrating because I didn't wait for you to ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Florence, how are you celebrating static electricity? Yeah, it's too day? late now. Uh, well... I will be wearing a hazmat suit made entirely out of rubber because I hate getting shocked. I have a surprise for you. <laughs> Full body latex suit. Drags sock covered feet across the carpet. Anyway, so as most of you know, 2017 is all sealed up and done and over with. And if you forgot what happened, you can listen to episode 9 and listen to our very thorough and incredibly accurate description of the most important things that happened last year. So out with the old and in with the new is what I always say. Why dwell in the past? Let's look forward to 2018 and speculate wildly on everything we think should happen this year. And then through sheer force of hope and willpower, I will bring these events into being. Diane alone will make them happen. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, so one thing that I think 2018 should bring is that we should elect a female president this year of the United States. Uh, we tried this one for a couple years, and I think that's been enough of that. And I know it's, like, not a presidential election year, and it's just, you know, midterms and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's never it's never too soon to start looking. <laughs> start browsing yeah. your um, local politicians and exactly. see if they're um, president material. Yes, encourage them forward. Also, I think we should actually bring dinosaurs back, but make sure they don't want to kill people remove that gene um and then they're actually 120th of the size of actual dinosaurs or like whatever fraction makes them good for domestication i'm not sure i didn't run the 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 specs on (laughs) the dinosaurs and then also in that same vein i think we need to invent actual dragons that are also perhaps i don't know 120th of the size of a typical dragon and then also without the murder impulses. That is very important to remove the murder impulses and domesticate them. So are the dragons and um, dinosaurs more cat-sized or more dog-sized? Or like large dog versus small dog size? You know what I'm saying? I think it'd be cool to have a variety. Yep. So have but some... Like cats and dogs. Yeah, so you can have a house dinosaur and a house dragon, but then you can also have like a horse-sized one that maybe mm-hmm. can fly you around. Yeah. I think that would help, too, with um, reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions, because 
the dragons wouldn't emit those either, I don't think. Probably not. We can remove They might emit carbon monoxide with their dragon parts. And then they can roast hot dogs and stuff Mm -hmm. and start campfires. You have to use lighter fluid. I think it's a really, it'd be a good thing for everyone ever. I was just about to bring up the uh, benefits of bonfire starting just from having a pet dragon alone. Yeah, I mean, it would save just insane amounts on lighters, for one, just to start with, and they'd make everyone happy. Also, we each sponsor a polar bear. Aww. Yeah, I propose that each person in, in the world sends all the ice they have in their freezer to the Arctic for polar bears to stand on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, also corporations could stop pumping out pollution and we can keep our eyes for ourselves again. Just keep the ice distribution fair for yeah. all creatures. Right, exactly. Like, I have a lot of ice. I don't need all that ice. I have freezers and freezers and freezers full of ice. And polar bears just don't have it. And frankly, their drinks are getting warm. And also, they're dying. So... <laughs> They have a lot of things going on right now. They can't enjoy a refreshing cold Coke anymore. That got really sad. Anyway, okay. So, um, something I want to see happen in 2018 is that Little Debbie um, Snacks produces a line of treats that are delicious, but have zero calories and your daily dose of all the vitamins you need. So they've got your vitamin C, your vitamin B12, you know, Mm -hmm. iron, zinc. Yeah. But they taste like chocolate and are gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free, and nut allergy safe. Probably not GMO-free, though, because I think it's going to take a lot of genetic modification <laughs> to produce something. To make that happen. <laughs> like this. But it can happen! It's 2018! <laughs> Little Debbie, get on that! <laughs> the greatest year in the history of humans. And if they can't invent that, they could just send me a lifetime of free Swiss cake rolls and I'll I think, be fine with it. I think they owe it to you if they can't pull this off, which they can because I have sheer um, willpower and force. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, something else is that we finally discovered the friendly troll that is living in the center of the earth. Um, they are friendly and enjoy folk music, and then I specifically quickly become their friend. Only to find out that they have the power to make everyone in the world happy. So they make everyone happy, and then you are happy, and then we all feel happiness forever. That's beautiful. Those friendly earthen trolls are just good people. Yeah, they're really elusive, though, which I think is a problem. But I think this is the year that we crack them. By digging to the center of the earth. (laughs) Also, we stopped doing daylight savings time. It doesn't help anybody at all. But I like it in an extra hour. (laughs) But it messes up your sleep schedule, and there's studies, and there's no point anymore, and it just, it needs to end. And this is a year that we stop daylight savings time. Also, virtual reality is perfected and made accessible to everyone. I really think this is the year that we all get to experience it and love it. The next year, 2019, we live in virtual reality worlds like the Matrix or the Framework, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or probably like a bunch of other fictional stories where people live in simulations. Black Mirror, that's one of them. They do that a few times. That show is terrifying. Except in 2019, unlike all the fiction around simulated realities and virtual realities, Mm -hmm. it actually ends well for us. And it goes well, and nothing goes wrong, and no one takes advantage of it. And it's good, and there's full transparency, so everyone knows they're in a simulation, and 
And there's no foolery around and it. No one die. And everyone's happy. That's important. We get rid of the caste system <laughs> once and for all. So um, another thing is that humans figure out how to control wormholes, which would be awesome. Because then finally we can control all the worms on the planet. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, and then we can control our travels through space. And instead of taking a chance and never returning in... So it takes kind of the risk factor out of it. Yeah, most people die when they go into wormholes, or they're just never heard from again. So I'm assuming they're dead, or living awesome lives on other planets. That's what I've heard from um, most science fiction novels. Mm-hmm. Um, science fact novels. <laughs> Humans wouldn't have to wait for an interdimensional portal to open up in their closets like the one I have. They could just make one. Yeah. And then, like, you can probably stop it and stop the garbage space junk from floating in. That would be really nice. Yeah. I really don't like all that garbage space junk in my living area. I think the other end of your interdimensional portal is in a space dumpster. <laughs> it's like a literal space dumpster. <laughs> a literal space dumpster. Also, um, as long as we are, are doing such big advances in science and technology... Mm-hmm. We should also invent a machine for temporary memory loss to use when you read a really good book or watch a really good show or movie and you want to experience it for the first time again. So, like, I would choose Harry Potter. Naturally, I was going to say the same thing. That'd be so cool. Like, it's temporary. So you get your memory back because there's some very bad... I've learned in the psychology course that erasing memories is not... It it wouldn't work. (laughs) Like, it might sound good. It's actually bad, so temporary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just imagine watching all the Parks and Rec over again for the first time, oh. like you've never seen it before. It'd be so awesome. It'd be so glorious. Oh. Anyway, all of this is going to happen in 2018, yeah. so I'm very excited for this coming year. We have I a lot to look forward to. We're so going much. Places. Yeah, just so much advancement in science and technology. And now that we're in 2018, I think it's time we start asking the big questions mm-hmm. out there in the world, like the ones that have may not have hard and fast answers. Like, what happens when I die? Or why do we have fingernails? That's another good one. <laughs> so they're at the end of our fingers. Um, they're not as good as talons or claws of our animal brethren. They break easily and hurt us. But I suppose we can paint them, and some people can grow them really, really long and win records. But why do we have them? Well, didn't you just say... To paint them and to win world records, do we need more reasons? Well, I well, I suppose like scratch itches, that's important. And also to carve cryptic message in sandstone, but any rudimentary tool would do that, mm-hmm. like a stick. Yeah, exactly. The fingernail is actually something that separates humans and primates from other mammals, fun fact. Um, while they are nifty to decorate by painting them your favorite color or by painstakingly writing your biography on them using only a ballpoint pen at the end of the day they're just essentially flattened forms of claws we see on other mammals like maggie the cat Mm -hmm. and i know what you're thinking is it maggie our overlord and savior yes but he still has claws like lots of other mammals his are just imbued with more magic than an everyday house cat's he can also change the colors of his claws at will. And they also smell like dandelions and happiness. All the time. Just all the time. Even in the dead of winter, dandelions. Scientists believe that primates lost their probably vicious talons 
and develops broad fingers and flat fingernails to aid in movement. Broad fingers made it easier for our primate ancestors to grip and grasp branches of trees as they swung through them to access fruit and visit Tarzan. The large flattened fingernails protected the broad finger tips. So, yeah. Is that why it hurts so bad when your shaving razor tears half your fingernail off? Asking for a friend, it didn't happen to me, but I imagine it would be quite painful and might require a lot of bandages. You know, I I don't know if I can vouch that that's the exact reason why it's super painful when your razor slices off half of your fingernail. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, someone told me it was really bad and very bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It grew back. Moving on. That's what happens when you let your leg hair grow that long. (laughs) (laughs) Shaving razor, machete, like, what's the difference, really? The leg hair became sentient and, like, grabbed Mm -hmm. the razor and used it to brutally attack you. It's probably because of the potion that I also dumped on my legs. I mean, my friend dumped on their legs. Anyway, um, so fun fact about human fingers, um, they're much wider than many of our primate relatives, most likely due to the fact that we frequently use tools. So, um, just ask any Khajiit out there, it's hard to use an iPhone with claws. So the more you use tools, small things that require more nimble finger movement, um... Like finger painting. Like finger painting, or finger painting. (laughs) Clock making. Clock making. Um, the fingers need to be a little bit broader, apparently. More precise. More precise. And so, like, our fingers are, um, supposedly, according to this article... Broader than, like, chimpanzees. Probably oh. not broader than gorillas, because... Interesting. Gorillas are really big. Anyway. I'll have to check the next time I'm at the zoo. <laughs> Socializing with gorillas. That's all I do when I go to the zoo. <laughs> so it's hard to tell for scientists whether the modern fingernails we know and love um, developed as a side effect of losing claws mm. or of developing broader fingers. Like, it's kind of a blur which one happened yeah. first and which one resulted in fingernails. Um, regardless, I think we can all agree that getting a manicure feels amazing. And trying to enter data on a computer would be incredibly difficult with claws. Thanks, evolution. So I want to interview someone who tried to grow their fingernails long enough to win a world record. Like, what is their daily life like? I just imagine that there are so many accommodations mm-hmm. to living that lifestyle And it would be so devastating when one breaks because you have to spend so much time growing them. And like, how heavy are their hands? And what line of work are they in? I'm just so curious. I think that would be such a fascinating conversation. So if you have really long fingernails, um, reach out to us. Like world record length. Honest to God, I want to hear this. this, I want to hear your struggle. The life, the lifestyle like that. It's just so interesting to me. Because I break my fingernails all the time. It would yeah. never... No, I, I could, could never, never do, do it. it. I don't even like when they get kind of long because I yeah. just get annoyed by them. Mm-hmm. Basic clicking. It's, it's fascinating. Oh, fingernails are amazing. <laughs> Thanks, 2018, for this knowledge. Moving <clears throat> on. So something that you can do with fingers is cook. You can do it without fingers, too. That's not a requirement. Yeah. But um, today in a new segment, Diane and I will take to the kitchen while we teach you a new and exciting recipe that you can try in your own home. You mean like cooking with, like using our fingers, not cooking fingers. We're not cooking fingers. No fingers will be cooked unless, yeah, no, 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 there's no no, situation for (laughs) that. Since this is our first segment, we're going to start small 
with a basic omelet mm. spiced up with a few extra ingredients. This is a great simple recipe that you can make for your sweetheart or for that friendly house troll that lives beneath your staircase. Do you think that ho- the house troll is related to the trolls living in the middle of the earth? Possibly. I don't really know how troll um, genealogy works. We should ask them. Yeah. Maybe over a, a delicious tasty omelet. <laughs> so we have to learn how to make this omelet. So let's get started. So most of um, us have a standard kitchen. Some of you may be working on this recipe in some sort of space station. So just remember, um, the lack of gravity may affect how your eggs cook. But anyway, I like to start by getting out all of my ingredients. So what we're going to need is two eggs, two tablespoons of water, an eighth teaspoon of salt, a dash, not dasher, the reindeer, that's from two episodes ago, of pepper, one teaspoon butter, and a third to a half cup of filling. We'll get to those filling tips later. <laughs> Tantalizing. Okay, so it starts out easy. Um, the first step is you'll just want to beat the eggs, water, salt, and pepper in a bowl until blended. I would recommend using a fork or a whisk for this. If you try to use a carton of milk or your broom, it may not turn out the best. And the, the quality of your eggs may be compromised. And they might be everywhere that you don't and want on them your to broom. be. <laughs> in the walls. Okay, so step number two is you'll melt um, butter in a nonstick pan over medium-high heat, pour in the egg mixture, and that's the end of step number two. Wow, what an easy, breezy, beautiful step. (laughs) Um, Number three, since you are a human, it is bad for you to eat raw eggs. You'll want to push cooked portions from the edges towards the center so that all the eggs get to share the space in the pan, even the uncooked eggs. Make sure all them eggs get cooked up good. And lastly, when no visible raw egg remains, add the filling to one side of the omelet. Fold that bad boy in half and hug all the ingredients with that delicious eggy outside. Let it get all nice and melty. Now it's time to enjoy. So eating the omelet is the easy part. You're probably wondering what ingredients to add to the delicious filling. Um, Here are just some of my favorite um, suggestions. I use these in everyday omelets. I make an omelet three times a day. It's all I eat. Mm. So, um, cheese, mm. ham, mm. spinach, mm. an existential feeling oh. of dread, tears, mm. green onions, oh. or several whispered wishes. Ah. You can really mix things up with omelet fillings, so try different things. Can I add love? Yeah, definitely add love. Love is the best ingredient. Um, with all the combos, this can really become a staple in your kitchen. If you use this recipe to make an omelet, send us pictures, but only of the empty plate. We need to know that it was tasty and that you can actually eat the whole thing without throwing up. That's important. The best place to enjoy an omelet, though, I hear, is laying outside in the hammock, gazing up into the infinite and vast space. Yes, in the middle of the night, which is the best time to eat omelets. And also stare up into the sky. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, in another life, I would have been an astronomer. I would explore the cosmos through mathematical models and fascinating equations. Maybe I would have been a general in a space battle. Or perhaps I would be an ambassador for peace between Earth and distant worlds. But in this life, I get an even better opportunity to inform the public of cosmic occurrences and how they impact you. This week, in Adventures in Astronomy, we're going to learn about the disastrous effects Jupiter can have on your mood. So every once in a while, Jupiter forgets to think and therefore ceases to exist. It's a random occurrence, 
The last time it happened was in 1998, so quite a while ago. I was I was too young to remember. The longest Jupiter ever forgot to exist was eight months. Holy moly! Eight months, yeah. That's like the gestation period of a human. Pretty darn close, <laughs> yeah. The sh- Can you imagine being pregnant the entire time Jupiter is gone? Well, I guess I really, I don't know, because what kind of effects does it have? Before we get into that, the shortest time Jupiter forgot to exist was 12 minutes. That's like the gestation time of a mayfly. Gross. Is it actually? (laughs) But probably some sort of bug. Um, So there's quite a range. So don't panic too much when Jupiter first ceases to exist because there's a chance that it won't last for long. And, you know, you might be able to go through your daily life without even noticing. But when Jupiter does remove itself from existence, you will notice an increase in your desire to belong and a deep longing for something you can't quite understand, but that you know will never be satisfied. I feel that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because of this, you may find yourself joining clubs and organizations at this time, and you should let it happen. At home, when you are alone, you may cry silent tears into your pillow. This is normal and will ease once Jupiter returns, though you will never forget the profound realizations you had during this time. To get through this dismal time, remember to take care of yourself. This works too, Florence, for those everyday um, feelings of... Existential dread. (laughs) Existential dread. This will help ease those too, even if Jupiter isn't at play. So for short disappearances, you might just need a hot beverage and a quick nap to feel better. If it only disappears for 20 minutes, take a power nap just to get through it. For those long disappearances, try talking to a friend because they are probably going through the same thing because they're also a human being living on Earth, probably, and Jupiter disappeared for them also, not just for you. Remember how important community is, and try not to isolate yourself, and especially don't ostracize yourself by trying to sacrifice people to Jupiter in hopes of making it remember itself. This has only worked on one occasion several hundred years back, and it's not really worth worth the loss of life, because it will pass naturally. NASA is actually devoting time to setting up large billboards on Jupiter's many moons. They say, you have mass, so you matter. And they're hoping that this helps prevent disappearances. Um, They also transmit brain teasers and paradoxes to keep Jupiter thinking and on its toes. That's the thinking on their part. Yeah, they have faced a lot of opposition because like watching a sad movie, Jupiter's disappearance can sometimes be a cathartic release. And um, there's actually a spike in volunteering at animal shelters immediately following the disappearance. Wow. I think it's the the feeling of trying to belong mm-hmm. or wanting to belong mm-hmm. and maybe trying to help someone when you're sad. So they, you know, reach out to animals. Overall, the disappearance hits some harder than others. So um, I think it's actually best to avoid it altogether. So personally, I support NASA's efforts to keep Jupiter existing. So is there any place you can go to like to avoid the effects of Jupiter? Unfortunately, no, because Jupiter is all-encompassing, and because of its large mass, it has such a great impact on Earth that even a bunker 40 feet underground, steel, concrete, insulated, mm-hmm. it's not going to stop Jupiter's um, effect 
or lack thereof because it's gone. Jupiter like keeps everything in balance when it's oh, here. Oh, gotcha. And that's why its disappearance yeah. really affects everyone so profoundly. You know what they say, awareness is key. So it's it good is. that we know this information. Yeah, because then you know how to uh, combat it. Um, one other thing that happens that I want to talk about today is that sometimes the Milky Way reverses its rotation. Um, this actually is very predictable. It happens every 50 years. It just completely stops on a dime and starts spinning the other way. This actually has no effect on humans whatsoever. So why did I include it? Because not everything is about you. <laughs> Florence, not everything is about you. <laughs> this actually profoundly affects salmon. Salmon basically hold their entire ecosystem together, largely by being food at all stages of the food chain. They are also incredibly resilient and determined little beings, something we can all learn. In years that the Milky Way reverses, salmon get a reprieve from their utterly depressing existence. I watched a documentary on salmon. So sad. Literally at every turn. Death. Death. Yes. They find their route upstream, unimpeded by hungry bear or birds, when the Milky Way reverses its rotation. The streams are more gentle, and the rains are perfectly timed. This leads to record amounts of salmon eggs being laid and surviving until adulthood. This huge salmon boom helps sustain the population until the next reversal about 50 years later. In a way, this benefits humans because there are more salmon to eat. But again, this isn't about you. It's about the salmon. It's always been about the salmon. They're such wonderful creatures. And if I could cast a Patronus, my Patronus would be a salmon. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Flop around in the Dementor space. <laughs> Smack them. Smack them like a cold fish. Smack them real good. Now, here is a segment that is actually about you. Because it's about your complaints. Yes. And trouble. We received this letter when Florence was making a smoothie and turned it on but forgot to uh, put the lid on. So the smoothie exploded. And then the smoothie on the ceiling spelled out this letter to us. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I've been told all my adult life to... Get a job and stop freeloading and you don't even do chores and please don't eat that. It's just good smelling soap. I finally decided that maybe in my 84th year, beings in my dimensions live to be about 175, I would finally get a job. I heard that the internet is a great way to do this. Do you have any recommendations for how this seemingly impossible feat can be accomplished? Love, wow, oh my gosh, <laughs> so soon, um, Jobless in Jakku. Well, Jobless in Jakku, that sounds like quite a good idea. I don't know what kind of jobs are available in your world, perhaps scavenging? Anyway, I am familiar with the internet, and I'm sure the basic principles of job searching in our world also apply to your world. We reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. First things first, establish an internet presence. You can start by creating a LinkedIn profile or whatever the equivalent is where you are. I don't know, spaced in? I don't know what it's like there. Um, fill in everything and make sure it is professional. 
You want to be taken seriously as a candidate. This is your first time presenting yourself, and you are a clean slate. Yes. So do a quick search of your full name, like Google or, you know, again, whatever you have. If anything negative comes up, you need to remove and bury those results. So actually physically print out the search results and put them in a steel box and bury them out in the desert. Now, any employer that wants to find the bad stuff about you will have to be really committed to go find those bad things Mm -hmm. in the desert in a steel box that you should lock and throw away the key. Just symbolically toss it into a cannon. Oh, that's a good one. Canyon. Canyon. Or a cannon and shoot it into a canyon because you don't want to get too close to the canyon because you'll fall in. There we go. Not only is the internet forever, but so are people's memories. So you need to erase the memories of all the people you've wronged. Try not to abuse this one. If you have small transgressions against people, maybe try apologizing first and show that you've changed. If your past transgressions are impossible to forgive, then you'll have to erase their memories. Try to be specific and only erase memories that pertain to you, but if you botch the job and things break bad, then you may have to erase them too. I would never kindle murder, but the job market is competitive and only the most dedicated make it out alive. After you're done um, with all that nonsense, you'll have to manage your social media. Make it all private. Unless you're applying for a partying agency... You probably want to hide those pictures of you getting blitzed on a Tuesday with a lampshade on your head. It's not business appropriate and employers won't be impressed. Um, Another route is to comment on or create a blog in the field of jobs you are applying for. You will need followers to be credible, so I also recommend making thousands of fake accounts to follow and comment on your blog. Make sure to include a negative review or two because no one is perfect and this will make you seem more legit. In fact, this could even turn into a full-time position. Perhaps advertisers will notice how many people are viewing your blog and eventually pay you to advertise. Obviously, this is the dream scenario, but if you can scam your way into it, feel free. If that doesn't work and you still need a job from an actual employer, you're going to have to master searching for jobs. It's not as easy as it used to be, folks. Back in the day, you just used to give your resume to a friendly pigeon and it would deliver it wherever it needed to go. Not anymore. Thanks, capitalism. Get familiar with generic job searching sites like Monster and Indeed. Just be wary of Monster because, based on the commercials, a monster may come and steal you from your office if you have a really crappy boss. Maybe keep some grapes or a small sacrifice on hand to appease the monster if they show up. Monsters are known to nip at fingers, so wear armored gloves throughout this entire process. That's very important. Um, Next, network. Networking, if you don't know what this is, is where you tie a bunch of wires to your fingertips. Then tie those wires to the fingertips of people who you want to act as references. Or maybe just put in a good word for you. A great way to network is by using LinkedIn, which we talked about before. Since you have already created a profile, this step will be easy. See, networking always confused me. And then I got LinkedIn, and they sent out their agents, and they tied strings to each of my fingers Mm -hmm. and sent them out into the world. Yeah. Once you have the wires slash strings, it just gets a lot easier. Yeah. It it helps so much. Very much worth the time and the inconvenience of having strings attached to your fingers. 
So now that you have done all the pre-work, you will need to actually apply for the job and do it successfully. I know there's a lot of steps to this process. So you really need to create a good, solid resume that tells employers that you have skills to be a worthwhile employee and a good, low-risk hire. So you need to transfer whatever skills you've honed while not working so, like, just things you've done around the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like day-to-day. Yeah, and tra- uh, word those in ways that make them marketable skills for the workplace. For example, if you've done cooking, you can write creative problem-solving on your resume. Living with your family, you can say you were acting as a team player. You probably have experience with conflict management. Eating three meals a day, time management. Nice. Listening to family or friends, listening. That's a great skill that everyone needs to have. Reading books, that's creative thinking. If you've completed video games, that covers like everything, basically. that You've got problem solving, team building, collaboration, all kinds of things mm-hmm. come with video games. Hand-eye coordination, creative thinking. So next you'll have to um, create a good cover letter. Huh. What is a good cover letter? No, we are asking you. If you know, please comment below. We need help. Maybe try Googling it. Help. help. Seriously. Please help. <laughs> what is a good cover letter? I don't understand. Obviously, I don't know. So the WikiHow tells you to apply only if you're qualified. That was the WikiHow. Now, here is Diane. Absolutely apply for jobs you aren't completely qualified for. I mean, at least be in the realm of qualifications, but companies will often post with requirements for their ideal candidate. So basically the extreme, extra perfect, no training required candidate that they want. So if you don't completely meet the requirements, like you don't have 37 years in a very specific computer programming system. Technical writing for iOS systems. (laughs) Sure. As an example. (laughs) One of those. Then you can still go for it because you can be trained. If you think it is within your ability to learn, then apply. Even if you think it might be a challenge, go for it. Take that chance. You never know what it could blossom into. Plus, this is the honest to honest truth right here. And I'm not just being ridiculous. But according to a Hewlett-Packard internal report in 2014 that has been quoted many times in their study, most women that they questioned reported that um, they only apply to jobs when they feel they are 100% qualified, and men that they um, asked tend to apply when they feel they're about 60% qualified. So just go out and apply for jobs you aren't completely qualified for because people are already doing it. So just believe in yourself and go do good things. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? You don't get the job and you have to write a cover letter? Yeah. The second one's terrible, but the first one you'll bounce back from. (laughs) Maybe you've been rejected before. We all get rejected. It happens all the time. Just go for it. So um, once you're done applying, you'll want to follow up um, on your application after about two to three weeks. So in my experience, this is actually still ineffective. Oh, really? Yes. One time... I applied at Applebee's, again, true story, and I called them to follow up, and I asked to talk to a manager about my application, and the hostess said, if they're interested, they'll call you, and then she hung up on me, and they never called, and I probably wouldn't have accepted anyway. It was very rude. Like, that's not very good customer service skill. I was a young person. Applebee's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
You could try sending an extremely professional email that may be ignored or forgotten. It, things are going great for me. <laughs> so I wish you the best of luck. Um, next, you'll just want to watch out for scams. There's always creeps out there who will try to take advantage of you, take advantage of your skills. Like, maybe you're applying for a job as a baker, and then you find out it's just one sad, lonely um, house troll who's not friendly like the house troll that lives in my house, who just wants you to bake a bunch of muffins for him. But you don't want to make muffins for him, because that's not what the job description said. And the benefits are pretty good, but not that good. It's not sustainable. Like, how many muffins does this troll actually need? What are the work conditions like? I don't know. Where does this troll live? Maybe a cave? Probably a cave. Do you want to work in a cave? No. (laughs) That sounds like a scam to me. Do research. (laughs) So once you know that the the posting isn't a scam, you actually have to apply for the job. You have to go. You have to submit your resume. You have to submit your cover letter. After this is done, there are a few important steps that you need to take. So one is cry endlessly. Two, obsessively check your email. Three, keep your phone turned on always, just in case they call. Four, slowly drive past the place of work several times a day. You want them to know you're interested and that also you're available and not working anywhere Mm -hmm. else. And lastly, applying for jobs is stressful. Good luck out there, friend. Yes, good luck. It's, It's a rough one. Well, Florence, can you pull this train into the motivation station? Choo choo. It's hard to be in a good mood sometimes. I personally find myself being grumpy 98% of the time, and to be honest, the other 2% is forced happiness. How do you cheer yourself up when you're moody? (laughs) I don't get moody. Just kidding. That's a lie. Whenever I get moody, I meditate. Sometimes I meditate for weeks at a time. I can physically feel the moodiness leaving my body. I think it might have something to do with the fact that I'm ignoring whatever made me moody in the first place, like work or people... But once I rise from my meditation, I'm ready to tackle the world again. And I should clarify, when I say meditate, I mean play video games in a trance-like state. (laughs) That is beautiful. (laughs) I get a lot accomplished in those. In the video game? Yes. In Fallout? (laughs) You laugh, but I've restored clean water to the wasteland. (laughs) Personally, when I get into a funk, I break out the coloring books. But instead of coloring, I ferociously scribble in the coloring books until I wear the color pencils down to stubs. By the time I'm finished, I'm just too exhausted to feel grumpy anymore. It literally works every time, but I spend a lot of money on color pencils. But that's entirely an entirely different issue. Our goal for you this week is to try out a tactic to get yourself out of a funk. Life is short. It's not worth being grumpy 100% of the time. Florence. <laughs> Florence. <laughs> Today, I stepped into a puddle. My entire leg fell through a portal to a different dimension. While I struggled to get out, someone wrote on it, Hi Florence, thanks for the wisdom today, in green sharpie. That's a telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you liked what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Make sure to write the whole thing backwards. We will be using an enchanted mirror to read them. If you're in love with what you heard, learn the banjo and write us a tune. We will be giving shoutouts to people who review the show on later episodes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. 
I want to thank Teapots for screaming when my water is ready. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Doth listeners, we are looking to showcase community art and poetry and photography and sculptures, but just pictures of sculptures. You don't need to send us your sculptures in a new rotating segment creatively named Community Art. You can submit poems or visual art to us through email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Or you can just email us to say hi or let us know what you like about the show, if anything. You can also tweet us at Reality Out Loud. You should come up with a hashtag. Come up with a hashtag and share with your friends. Come up with a hashtag for us. <laughs> Please. We need a social media manager. <laughs> the pay is nothing and the rewards are nothing. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Adoration. Anyway, we hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. <laughs> <laughs>